Hello and welcome back to Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lab. My name is Ryan Janke and I am here with Corey Litton. Survive St. Patty's Day. So you did survive St. Patty's Day. You had a big one. <laughs> yeah, when your family owns an Irish pub, the oldest Irish pub in Fargo-Moorhead, it can be a little fun on St. Patty's Day, especially <laughs> since it's been around for over 57 years now, I think. Yeah, iconic. <laughs> so yeah, you had a you had a big St. Patty's Day. It's a big so. old family get together, basically. <laughs> yes, sir. So we've got quite a quite a show lined up here today. We've got NASCAR results. We've got World of Outlaws results. We've got a winter view with Rich Pavlicek that'll be coming up in just a little bit. Uh, you've got a breakdown for us, I believe. That's, that's this right. Week. I've been teasing, uh, you know, different portions of this this uh, this segment we have the the spoilers, breakdowns, and setup sheets. I got a breakdown this time. I, I'm gonna gonna do a breakdown on how to beat the game NASCAR Heat Five, and I did it in less than a week. So really, it can't be that tough. That's imp- okay. Well, we'll <laughs> we'll get to that. I did it on the easy mode though. So, <laughs> all right. Then there was uh, Northern Outlaw Sprint Association 30th anniversary season. And Northern Outlaw Late Models. We've got Northern Outlaw Late Models. So yeah, we've got we've got a lot going on. Let's get after it. We start with NASCAR at Atlanta, Hotlanta, they call it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Sunday, March nineteenth, WCW Country. If you go back to the Monday Night, oh Warrior, yeah, it uh, is out there at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, the newly reconfigured where they raised the banking in the corners, and it made it a little interesting. Um, Throughout the weekend, it was not fun racing to watch uh, in the truck series and in the Xfinity series. There were wrecks all the time. They had that little um, that little graph bar thing that they had out there that had showed how many laps were under under caution, how many were under oh, green. Yeah. Yep. And it was mostly yellow all the way through <laughs> both yeah. races. And uh, so I wasn't really looking forward to this Atlanta race, but they surprised me with their uh, their their patience mm-hmm. and their ability uh, during this event. But teammates were the name of the game early as Penske Racing's Joey Logano, Austin Sindrick, and Ryan Blaney hooked up to take the lead at the drop of the green. Ford was especially strong having uh, six of the top ten cars going uh, going early on. Uh, the caution flag flew on lap number ten as Bubba Wallace spun coming off a of corner number two and making contact with the inside wall. The Penske Fords with Joey Logano up front jumped right back out to the lead. The three stayed in line at the top of the track even after Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin unsuccessfully attempted to break them up just before the halfway point in the stage. They stayed one till three till Blaney tried to make a move for the, for the stage win, which cost them a position. Uh, Joey Logano took the stage win with Cindric finishing second. Brad Keselowski finished in the third spot, Blaney in fourth, and Hamlin in fifth. All right, we move on to stage two. Kyle Busch took less fuel than everyone else in an effort to gain track position, and it paid off. He came out in first. Keselowski was second, Blaney third, Cindric fourth, and Logano fifth to start stage two. Kyle Busch led to the led to the green till Blaney made a great move, ten laps in to take the lead. Bush made a move down to the low side of the track, and the two raced side-by-side for the next five laps. Just a lap later, Logano completed his charge to the front with his pass on Bush. Green flag pit stops began with 34 laps to go in the stage, and when they all cycled through with 17 to go in the stage, Logano retook the lead. Sindrick was back in second. Tyler Reddick who was fighting an illness, was in third, William Byron fourth, and Chris Buescher was fifth. 
Ryan Blaney was speeding on pit road, and that put him way behind with the stage break on the way. In the last in a last lap move, Cindric won stage two with Logano finishing second, Alex Bowman finishing third, Reddick fourth, and William Byron in the fifth spot. Now, they never really disclosed what uh, Tyler Reddick was sick with. No. I think it was non-COVID illness, yeah. which They'd... in other sports takes you out for the week. But R- <laughs> right. right, yeah, they didn't say, um, and who knows, maybe it was COVID and they're just like... Well, not, he never wore a mask. We're not doing it. Right. Um, <laughs> That's tough to say. But we don't mean, want to speculate. His boss is Michael Jordan. This was mentioned on the air, uh, you know, the flu game yeah. <laughs> that he had against uh, uh, Salt Lake City yep. back in his last finals. The first, well, I guess the second time around that he actually played. Yeah, um, maybe he got a pep talk before. Yeah, him. and they probably showed him the the, uh, the last dance, that one episode. <laughs> Said, look what I did. You get back in there. <laughs> and I, the thing I thought was funny was, you know, they had the heart monitors on several of the drivers. His heart rate was way lower. Like his beats yeah. per minute were way lower than everybody else. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering if he was just hung over and he's like, oh, <laughs> let's just go already. We're not going to speculate. I mean, is, he, he looks like he, he could the kind of person that would celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. His size and look and everything like that. Uh, <laughs> so the race to the finish came up next, the final 100 laps of the race. That bro, uh, brought on more pit stops. Leading uh, leading the way up a pit road was Eric Almirola, who didn't take any tires and gained 17 spots. Second was Logano, who took four tires. Third was uh, Austin Sindrick, who took uh, four tires. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. took no tires and gained 18 spots and ended up in fourth. And then Alex Bowman took four tires ended up in fifth. Uh, Stenhouse jumped out front as the rest of the field lined up two by two behind him. Denny Hamlin was able to get by Stenhouse in lap 176 for the race lead. The inside line started to make progress, which led uh, by Kevin Harvick, who made his way uh, up to the front with 72 laps to go. But a lap later, Harvick was getting challenged by Ross Chastain coming out of turn number two and spun in front of the field, causing the biggest wreck of the day. Also involved were Austin Dillon, Kyle Busch, Josh Berry, Chris Buescher, Harrison Burton, Bubba Wallace, William Byron, Ty Gibbs, and B.J. McLeod, all listed in numerical order. Hey, I didn't like how they jumped to conclusions about my man Ross either. Well, I mean, that was the farthest spot away from where the announcing booth is at that <laughs> at that track, and they were in a shadow. So, I mean, I'm I'm sure, and he missed him by you know about six inches, yeah, or so. He was close, but I mean, yeah, he, but, yeah, they did jump the gun. I will yeah. say, but at least they owned up to it later on, and they did say that you know before the death threats really started coming through. <laughs> Although I saw about 10 Facebook posts by people that don't like Ross Chastain that were really upset about that yeah. that moment. Well, and thankfully Harvick came out and said, hey, he, he didn't touch me. Yeah, he didn't so, touch me. Yeah. And uh, I uh, I immediately got on there as soon as he was as he was, uh, uh, vindicated. As he was vindicated from that one. And I commented on every one of those and he didn't touch him. <laughs> Four on his own. That's usually what the officials call would have been at a, at the local dirt track. Four did it on his own. <laughs> so uh, Eric Almirola led Keselowski and the rest of the field back to green with 61 laps to go. The caution came out once again with 51 laps to go when Eric Almirola went around on his own at the exit of corner number four, collecting two, uh, second place Kyle Larson. Tyler Reddick got a piece of it, but he didn't. He, I don't even think he came into to pit after that because he stayed up towards the front. Uh, Justin Haley and Daniel Suarez were also involved. That handed the lead over to Keselowski with 44 laps to go. In the midst of all the mayhem, Logano, Blaney, and Cindric all found each other 
in the middle of the pack and made their way up to the front to challenge for the lead. Logano took the lead with 33 laps to go, but Keselowski was able to wrestle that lead back with 29 laps remaining. Logano uh, and the other Penske Fords made a bid for the lead with 12 laps to go. The advantage seemed to trade every time the drivers passed the timing line. And with four laps to go, Keselowski looked to have a clear advantage, but the Penske Fords had one more challenge. Now here is the call from NASCAR.com. White flag, one lap to go, sponsored by Credit One Bank. Pick your pick your block here. It's going up. He blocked him, much like we saw. Outside, outside, outside. You got help coming. Outside, Joey. So Put Logano right on the outside where he wanted to be. Bell with a big push. push. Big push coming bottom. Now LaJoy to help Kozlowski on the bottom. And the car that has led 139 laps today is going to lead 140. Joey Logano dominates Atlanta for Team Penske and Ford. Wow. Takes me right back. Put him on that outside. Exactly where he wanted to be. Somehow, some way, he found a way to get there. Brad made a good block. There was just too many of them. You got to pick one of them or the other. You you heard him talking and managing that all day long. He chose to go with, with believe it or not, Logano, which was coming on the bottom. And somehow he got to this outside by the time it was all said and done. That's right. Joey Logano snuck by Brad Keselowski in the last lap to take the win. Keselowski, who's led in every race so far this season, still has not won. He finished in the second spot, though. Christopher Bell finished in third straight out of eighth grade. Corey LaJoy, his best career finish in the fourth position. Tyler Reddick finished in fifth despite illness and being involved in an accident late in that race. Uh, my guy Ryan Blaney finished in the seventh spot, and your, your guy Ross Chastain finished in 13th. The way the points look right now, Joey Logano is your point leader with 177 points. Christopher Bell, he is one point behind in the second spot. Then it's Ross Chastain, five points back in third. Ryan Blaney, 16 points back in fourth. Brad Keselowski, 17 points back in the fifth spot. What's next, you say? That'll be the Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas, the first road course race of the year. That'll be Sunday, March 26th, 2.30 advertised start time. Dentist time. Yeah. <laughs> 2.30. Yeah. T- oh. <laughs> All right. World of Outlaws, Saturday, March 18th, Lincoln Speedway in Abbottstown, Pennsylvania. Well, they finally got a race in, but with 11 laps to go on the 35-lap main event, Rico Abreu was able to get around Brad Sweet to take the lead and the win at the Lincoln Speedway in Abbottstown, Pennsylvania on Saturday. It was Rico's 10th career outlaw win in his first of the year in his first race this season. Second was Brad Sweet, and then it was uh, Devin Borden in third, Carson Macedo in fourth, and in fifth was Justin Peck. Donnie Schatz improved eight spots to finish in 20th. I had to go back and look at this race because I didn't believe that he passed eight cars to finish 20th because I'm sitting there going, they don't like to start more than 24. Sure. They started 30. Wow, <laughs> that's a big field. And that's that wasn't exactly you know a, a giant track or anything like that either. So, I mean, good on them for starting 30 cars in a race wow. out there. Yeah, that's a big field. Uh, the points look like this for the Sprint Car Division of the World of Outlaws. David Gravel is your point leader, 852 points. Carson Macedo in second is 12 points back. Logan Schuhart, 14 points back. In third, Brad Sweet is 40 points back. In fourth, that's the largest deficit he's had in four years. Really? Because he's been the champion for four years. Wow. Uh, Buddy Kofoid is in fifth. He is 48 points back. Donnie Schatz sitting in ninth right now, currently 92 points back. Not off to a great start out there, but hopefully it'll long turn season. around here. Yeah, it's a very long season. 
Uh, late models, Chris Smoky Madden, still your point leader with 840 points. Uh, Brian Shirley in second, 14 points back. Then it's Kyle Bronson, who is 20 points back in third. Brendan Shepard is 22 points back in fourth. And Max Blair in fifth, 24 points back. What's next for the sprint cars? Friday, March 24th, Talladega Short Track in East Aboga, Alabama. And you might remember the Talladega Short Track from that great movie we've already reviewed, Trading Paint, (laughs) starring... Shania Twain. It was so good. And John Travolta. And so good. other people that were in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday, March 25th, the Black Ice Brawl, Magnolia Motor Speedway, Columbus, Mississippi. After that, late models. Their next race will be Friday, March 31st. And Saturday, uh, April 1st, no joke, it is the Illini 100, Farmer City Raceway in Farmer City, Illinois. All right, we are on to our winter views portion of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lab. We have Rich Pavlicek on the line. Rich is a sport mod driver, a second generation and a third generation team, most recently the track champion at Norman County Raceway and 2020 at the Red River Valley Speedway. Rich, welcome to Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lab. Thank you for having me on. Rich, we really appreciate it. Um, uh, Castleton, North Dakota, native as of now, and this is quite the time to be a uh, resident of uh, of the town of Castleton right now, isn't it? The, the uh, high school sports are going crazy out there. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Like I said, just last weekend we had my son out to the state tournament, and we ended up winning that, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, I- in the basketball. Yeah, that was. Uh, those were some great games too. Uh, I I know uh, another another guy on the team, um, and uh, those were those were really fun to watch. And what a season undefeated. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, like I said, they went uh, 26 at all. So it was uh, really very impressive. The team is, they've got a heck of a team out there, and all the kids get along great. And they're, you know, they're all friends. You know, there's no competitions. They're not yelling at each other. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a team. Right. Are they, are they fairly, are they fairly young? The the kid I know is a senior. And so I, I, I say kid, uh, you know, he's taller than me. He's bigger than me, <laughs> but uh, yeah, are, are yeah. they fairly young? <laughs> Yeah, there was three seniors and uh, one freshman, three sophomores, and the rest were juniors. So there's a lot of. It's really next year. There'll be really senior heavy next year because yeah, there's a lot of juniors right now on there. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's basketball. That's not why you called, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about you now. Um, <laughs> some that we don't get to talk about enough. We don't get to talk about you very often. There, Rich. <laughs> uh, again, we talked about your sport mod driver, but you've done more. You raced. Uh, you started in street stocks, right? And how long ago was that? Yeah, it was my first year. We started in street stocks, and that would be well. This year is my twentieth year, so it was twenty years ago. And uh, that was out in West Fargo with uh, here's the Wazota Street Stock. I bought my car from one of my old best friends or best friends, Scott Richardson, which is now racing a legend. And uh, that's how I got into racing. I helped him pit and helped my dad pit, you know, for when I was a younger kid. And and like that, when Scott decided to get out, we decided to buy his car from him and start racing myself. So you uh you got a kind of a funny story about that too though didn't you race the previous year in like a mechanics race out in, in the Cheyenne Speedway in Lisbon too didn't you race one of his cars and how did that go for you? Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> we uh, yeah raced the mechanics race there and uh, each lap you kept going a little bit faster and faster and faster and uh, ended up getting clipped in the left rear tire and ended up spinning out and we ended up rolling the car three or four times. <laughs> yeah, Scott was pretty impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
But you're okay, though, obviously. Uh, oh, yeah. Because you made it 20 more years after that. But even after flipping, did you think uh, – did you ever have the thought, what the, What am I doing here? But obviously you didn't have that one because you, you decided to, to race and race for a long time after that, didn't you? Yeah, like I say, I haven't, you know, I haven't tumbled it uh, since I've actually been racing, so I've been very fortunate that way. And I don't get into the car the first couple times a little nervous, but uh, you know, you get you get past it. I mean, you still get nervous pretty much every time you do get in the car, but but uh, I don't. I'm surprised I actually did get back into a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that is kind of a inauspicious debut right there, uh, but. Uh, so Rich Pavlicek is our guest here, uh, Castleton, North Dakota native, sport mod driver. Um, he is the son of the now newly Hall of Famed uh, Steve Pavlicek. So growing up, having Steve as your dad, how cool is it to get to you know see him get into the Hall of Fame? It's, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, it's uh, he helps out with a lot of things. He builds rebuilds carburetors for a lot of the guys out there. You know, even some of the A mod guys and B mod guys, street stock guys. You know, he just he loves doing that stuff for them, and you know, he likes you know he likes helping out the people and very knowledgeable. You know, that's that's why I'm where I am today is because he's so darn smart that you know what he's doing. If he if he wasn't around, I don't think I'd be racing. So it's a you know it's a big big deal there. And I say you know for him to get in the Hall of Fame, that's that's pretty awesome. And only in the second uh, second class of uh, of people that we in, that were inducted into the uh, Red River Valley Racing Hall of Fame, that's got to that's got to rank up there pretty high for for anything that he's he's really accomplished. It, it doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'd say it, it does. You know, I say you know he's you know did a lot with uh, with the uh, fair boards before. You know, being on the being on the uh, the race committees and you know helping out with car shows and. You know, so he did a lot of stuff other than just, you know, be on the racetrack. He did, you know, he did a bunch, you know, helping out with a bunch of other stuff too, which, you know, you don't, people really don't see it, but, you know, it does do that too. So, uh, helps out. so, so we're going from that. Uh, obviously he's helped you out quite a bit too, but now you, you get the distinction of being right in the middle of, you know, the third generation, uh, superstar racers out there. So your son is now jumped into the sport mod division and uh, how first off, how how has he been doing, and, and does he like it, and does he want to continue on? Well, he thinks he needs to quit all of his sports at school just so he can go racing. And I was like, oh no, that ain't gonna happen. You can race your whole life. And so he <laughs> he loves it. Uh, and we'll say you first, you know, number one is going to be your sports for school, and then we'll then we'll concentrate racing. So he's got some baseball going on this spring, and and uh, some golf that he's be doing too. But we got. We got his car that we had last year, and I ended up buying my old car back, so he'll have the you know, the same Skyrocket what I have. So that way we have the same same uh, kind of parts for spares, and, and of course I know that car. I can set that up for him. But uh, yeah, he really he really likes it. He loves it. That's pretty awesome, you know. And I've got I've been lucky enough to be able to watch you know all three generations at, at you know race throughout the years. So it's always been a pretty cool thing when you get to see. The family lineage continue on here in uh, in racing, but you, you've accomplished quite a bit out there too. You, I mean, you're no slouch when it gets behind the wheel. Do you know how many wins you have under your belt here, or did you stop counting? I I don't know. I'm I'm guessing about 120 to 150. I would guess somewhere in there. 
and you're multiple time track champion. I know the last two that I I found, of course, you're this year's Norman County Raceway track champion. You got the 2020 track championship out of the Red River Valley Speedway. Um, and I know you've always been in contention out at the Buffalo River Speedway too, as well, and Norman County Raceway. So you you've had to have a pile of those too, right? I think I have eight track championships. Yeah, that's pretty. That's I've got them. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Glendon. I know we've got that one there. We got one in here on South Dakota. That was kind of a cool one because I'm the only person from out of state. Other than those, I think Tyler Peterson's got one from you know from Watertown now. But just uh, from being out of state to get a track championship down there, so it was, it was pretty cool. And uh, like eight, I think we got a couple, two, three there, and Fargo, we got one. So that was my life goal to get one in Fargo. So that was that was pretty awesome. Well, you you accomplished that. So the Red River Valley Speedway in Fargo, basically, that's your home track. That's that's where you grew up. And and uh, how cool is it to get that track championship out there at the Red River Valley Speedway? It's wow. Well, that was I mean that like I say that was my number one thing that I've always wanted to get. You know, like Scotty's never had one. He got one in all the last two years and. My dad never had one out there, so I mean, Fargo's a really hard place to get one. The other, you know, the other guy that's you know kind of getting up there with racing in the ages is Ryan Rested, and uh, that's been his goal for the last two, three years also. And I mean, Scotty's uh, kind of taken it away from him, and I know that's his goal to try and get one this year. So I would, uh, it's kind of nice to get different people to you know to win the track championship out there because it is so hard to get one. And, you know, you guys have a pretty good group of racers in that sport mod division, too. I mean, uh, do you have any real, like, tough, big rivalries, or is it you just kind of all get along? We all get along, but, I mean, of course, everything changes when you get on the racetrack. <laughs> you know, we get, <laughs> you know, we get, uh, you know, it used to be, you know, Travis Sauer used to be the rival, and, you know, of course, he, he's in Wazota racing now, so we don't get to race with him much, and. But I would say it's probably, you know, probably Ryan Rested and Scott Jacobson and Chris Van Mill, you know, those guys. You yeah. know, they're all uh, they're all top runners and, you know, those are the guys you want to try and beat. And you get to see them pretty much at every racetrack you race at also. Uh, are, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> is there any, like, big race or any accomplishment yet that you, you've you still got on that list that you have not accomplished yet? Anything you want on your bucket list? I'd love to get a stampede. You know, on the side, get your name on the on the T-shirt. I won on on the first night of Stampede, but that doesn't get your name on the T-shirt. So that's kind of kind of one that I would like to like to do. I got uh, last year. I got a a win in Brainerd for the Mighty Axe Nationals. That was you know you get your name on a T-shirt there if you know for winning there. So that was a pretty cool one. Um, and the top ten in national points would be you know be a pretty big deal too for, for me. And you get an axe when you win the Mighty Axe too. Yes, you sure do. <laughs> I was there. I was there when uh, Shane Sabraski won one, and he got uh, in victory lane. He took the axe and put it through the roof of his car. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, Rich, uh, thank you for taking some time with us here again. We're gonna let you get back to work. Um, uh, we appreciate, uh, you dealing with our, our uh, gremlins that we had off air before we got you know, on the phone here. And, uh, uh, thanks again for taking some time with us. Congratulations once again to, uh, everybody that, you know, in Castleton, uh, out there for, you know, go squirrels class of 01 representing right now, uh, for our, all the championships, I guess, do we call that town title town now? The city of Heck champions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had the boys and the girls. Only yeah. a second time, Kindred and, and Castleton. Now are the only two uh, towns to ever get the boys and the girls to win the state B. You know, for basketball.
Yeah, that's pretty cool. Go nuts, they say, right? (laughs) Yeah. All right, Rich, again, thank you very much for taking some time with us here today. And uh, this season coming up, uh, are you still planning on running the same stuff? Are you going to take a little bit of a backseat to the the boy? Uh, We'll run probably probably still full-time this year, and then we'll see what happens next year. Is there uh, we'll is there one is, is there one race on on the calendar that you have circled that that you really look forward to? Or are they all is it all kind of uh, take them as they come? Uh, we're gonna go out to Mandan for they've got a couple specials for the for the sport mods that that'll be guaranteed. I'll be out there for those, and I see that uh, Grand Forks usually has had us a couple of times or at least one time a year, and I I don't see them on the schedule so. That was another one I always look forward to. Grand Forks is an awesome track to race at, and I don't, we got to find out if they're racing us. But other than that, we pretty much just every week, you know, around here. So mm-hmm. All right, well, the price of fuel gets so high too. You know, it's hard to travel that far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that you know, that's something that people probably don't uh, don't think about as much. I, in fact, I. You know, I obviously I go by gas once a week or once every week and a half, but I never uh, never dawned on me till you just said it right now that uh, it is it costs a lot of money to to run a racing operation. Oh yeah, yeah. We say every year we try to make it down to Iowa for you know four or five shows down there, but last year I didn't go because I just I just couldn't uh, be spending five dollars a gallon for fuel to go down there and just you're kind of going backwards, you know, by doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, that'll do it for us right here, Rich. Again, thank you very much for taking some time. And, uh, and uh, again, best of luck this next season coming up. All right, perfect. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Rich. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye-bye. All right, that was Rich Pavlicek. We're uh, uh, thankful that he took the time to come on. Now we're going to move on to spoilers, breakdowns, and setup sheets. And this week... You got a break? I think that is this your this is your first breakdown for us, isn't it? I mean, I you know, without being emotional, yes, it is uh, my first <laughs> breakdown. Um, <laughs> uh, on here, uh, it's again. Uh, so spoilers, obviously, you know, kind of go back to the definitions on everything here. Uh, spoilers, obvious, are, are the the like the TVs and the in the in uh, the and the movies reviews. based on ra- on racing, yeah. the reviews of that. Breakdowns. I'm gonna go through how to beat racing games. Okay, that's uh, kind of what that is. The breakdown, how to break this down from a fundamental standpoint. Sure. And setup sheets means I gotta read. Um, those are all the books that I find on racing. The oh, reviews I'm gonna give on those. Gotcha. So, uh, trust me, I have almost one book done. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go gonna go with NASCAR Heat Five. I got a PS4, so I uh, you know because the World of Outlaws game, I wanted to play that one real bad. Yeah. Um, I have it. I don't want to derail you here, but I have a PS4 as well. I don't remember if I have NASCAR Heat Five, but what happens is I continue to buy these. So I'm I'm looking forward to this breakdown okay. because I continue to buy these NASCAR games, and I can't make a full lap without spinning out. I can't. I can't. You gotta. You gotta help me out here. Have you tried putting it on easy mode? I don't want to put it on easy mode. <laughs> I'm too proud for that. Well, <laughs> go ahead. I'm a pretty awesome driver on easy mode. Um, so I'm just going to kind of break down the career mode thing. Uh, you start by, you know, making yourself in the driver yep. thing, um, which I tried to make what I thought was what I looked like. And I ended up looking like this guy out of uh, uh, New Oasis, Texas that I know named Cody Leonard. Okay. Looks nothing like me at all. Sure. Uh, but that's as close as I could get. Um, What's your name? 
Uh, I I use my real name. On oh, there. do you? Yeah. I I have I have some uh, go tos. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, one I like to do is Billy Rubin. <laughs> get, get get the joke, oh, yeah. Billy yeah. Rubin. Yeah, Billy Rubin is one. It's usually bad to have Billy Rubin. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, especially it's, in high numbers of it. it. That's true. But I I uh, uh, when my son was born, he is he had high Billy Rubin. Oh, and so I thought I was sitting there in the hospital. You know, when you have a, a child, you get no sleep and you're delirious. And I thought, you know, Billy Rubin would be a great name for <laughs> for something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just use my regular one because uh, I never go online to race anyway, so I'm you know I'm not going to get in trouble. Bob McGacky is my other one. <laughs> That'd be like a film McCracken kind of thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the things you get to you get to pick when you're doing this though is your theme music when you win. Mm-hmm. It's like a little 10 second blurb or something like that, and there's all this generic uh, like uh, royalty free music that they put on there. Yeah, and you know they have like. 10 rock songs, 10 country songs, some pop ones, some like dance music ones. And I found like an old one that's that, uh, of course, because I like to set myself apart from everything else at times. I, I found like an old ragtime piano song. Okay. Which is funny because you're sitting there racing, you're in a really intense thing, and all of a sudden you hear this ragtime piano thing, and you want to do the Charleston. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that means I won. would <laughs> be doing a, like a last lap, a couple feet win over at uh, Talladega or something like that. Do you have a walking stick at home, too, that you twirl while it's playing? I should have a cane regardless. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I should, you know, f- <laughs> for uh, for dramatic effect and for, you know. Real life, whatever. using it. Sure. So uh, after that, then you uh, you sign an agent. I think they only give you one. Uh, I can't remember how many of them. If you, if you could choose, and then, so you're basically held at gunpoint by one guy. Yep. Who only talks two or three times a year to you. Yep. Um, then uh, he's you, busy. Yeah, he's very busy trying to get you a bunch of stuff. Um, you you then get to drive in a late model tryout. They call it the hot seat. Is what they. It's not like a tryout or anything. It's a hot seat. <laughs> so you go race a late model. And, you know, the goal is you go win it and um, or do as I think they give you a, a spot that you need to make it up to. OK. And, and, you know, finish around there or or better. The better you do, the better you obviously get um, in race mode. You get a practice session out there. And in, instead of, you know, skipping every one of them like you do in every other NASCAR game leading up to this <laughs> this uh, generation of games, uh, they have uh, you. Uh, you get a sponsor bonus by beating a specific time that they set for you. Um, then after that, qualifying, you got you want to set quick time, obviously. In a race, go out there and win. Um, and that's, you know, your whole race weekend mm-hmm. out there. Uh, but after you, like, do your little hot seat and if you do well at it, you sit for a couple weeks while you wait for an offer to run a late model. You can start your own team, but you only have... It, it costs a lot of money, so mm-hmm. you might as well just go out there and just win for someone else. Right. But So you sit for a couple of weeks while waiting for an offer, and then uh, you run a couple more hot seats to complete the first season. Then you get a chance to either join a team or start a team. Okay. Um, I'm just going to go with the join a team part of this for now. Mm-hmm. After joining a team, you can pick a driver or you can, you can kick out of uh, your car, or you have an option of making your own car too. Okay. So... Let's say like I joined Henrik Racing and I kick Kyle Larson out. Yep. Which is a logical choice for me <laughs> to kick Kyle Larson out of yeah. his seat to go race. Right. Or they could just make another car for you and you get to race that one instead. They got the money. And you get to pick whatever number you want. 
Okay. Um, which I have several different ones, but yeah. Huh. That's, um, you know, that's nothing that I ever get concerned myself with is yeah. the number. I, I, I stick I, to the name thing. I played a lot of sports and have a lot of lucky numbers. <laughs> and I did, I, what I realized is pretty much all of them are my lucky numbers. But uh, sure. <laughs> Uh, you get to choose sponsor incentives, and obviously, the more difficult the goal, the higher the pay. Like you get, you can you can choose one at a certain point where you get four wins yep. out of five races, stuff like that, and then you get big sponsor money for doing that. Yep. Uh, you get messages from some of the other drivers. You can either this is my favorite the thing rivalry. Yeah, you can either reply back with a compliment or insult them. Yep. And how you reply influences how they think about you and how they race you on the track. Um, I'll I'll go back to that in a little bit because okay. I, I tried to play the first way first time around clean. Yep, which I did. I occasionally, you know, making one or two drivers mad at me. Um, it's inevitable, right? It's it's going to happen. Yep. I mean, I am who I am. Um, you can <laughs> uh, you can get other seat offers throughout the season too, and higher divisions throughout the year, but you can't really jump uh, up into one of the higher divisions other than the hot seat offer. Uh, until you're done with the season that you're currently on. Sure. So you can't join like halfway through the year. Um, keep winning and you get contract offers into the next season as well as sponsors if you decide to start your own team. Even the late models have playoffs though, which is kind of annoying. Okay. Um, there's like 12 races, 12 or 16 races, and you get like a five-race playoff playoff in there. And um, if you win like the first races leading up to the playoffs – you should be the other one in there, right? Yep. No, you still got to keep resetting the oh, okay. eh, all that sure. fun stuff because uh, you know how much I love the playoffs. <laughs> um, after winning the late, late model playoffs and championship, you either, either have the option to see how many series you'd like to participate in as long as you have a an offer to race in that series. So you can jump up to the trucks and then to the Xfinity and then into the Cup Series at this point. Okay. From there, you can either join a truck team or start a truck team and – uh, there I accidentally started a truck team. Accidentally? <laughs> so I had to pay for that the whole time. It wasn't really that difficult when you started that one because after winning uh, about a year and a half's worth of late model races, you get to you, – you have a pretty good stockpile of cash because you don't have to spend anything. Sure. Um, and – so then you just the the cycle keeps repeating itself, but then you get up to the Cup Series, and I won you know all but three races in one one season, the first my rookie season, yeah, uh, including the Daytona 500 in the first first attempt um, at the ripe young age of 40. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the oldest to win, but uh, it's put it's getting up there. Uh, but uh, after that, the next season, I decided to go and do the start your own team thing, and that's where I got a little bit creative with the insulting people sure. aspect of yeah. it. Um, got to have fun with it. I got uh, one of the Bush brothers mad at me again. So okay. this is this was released in 2020, so it has still still teams from a few years ago. Yep. And, and um, <laughs> so I got I got Kurt Bush mad at me, but Kyle Bush loves me. Okay. So. Kurt Busch will actually help me and draft draft with me. Kyle or, or Kyle Busch, excuse me, will draft with me uh, and help help me uh, through you know certain moments in the race and stuff. He, he teams up with me. Okay, but Kurt Busch tries to take me out while this is happening too. So I end up <laughs> I end up somehow you know timing it right and getting both the brothers to take each other out. Oh, okay. Which has been has happened more than twice. Sure, <laughs> I've laughed really hard at that, and usually for the lead. And it just opens up a nice little wide area for me to just run away from everybody. Yep. <laughs> Which is 
awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. and every time you know you can you can smooth things over with people if you do sure. rough them up or something. They they message you, and I wish I could see what I could what I'm insulting them back with. But because there's one guy that's always mad at me because and be, because he started I I started off in the Cup Series with him mad at me for some reason. Mm. I've never raced him in any other thing. He's a back marker and I don't even remember his name. Okay, um, off the top of his <laughs> top of my head, and he was mad at me. So I just said, you know what? I never I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that's what I said on the game when okay. I chose to insult him. And sure, yeah, I. I made it through. I'm I'm only about five races away from winning and as winning the cup championship as an owner. Um, one of the things though that I really think is cool about the game is at the beginning of it, if you go through the the opening scene that they show, mm-hmm. they have uh, you know uh, Ken Squire, the you know the oh yeah longtime voice of racing. Yep. Um, he is he gives the opening speech. And okay. That, that kind of gives me a little bit of goosebumps. Get, gets you that. charged up a little bit. Yeah. Um, as far as you know, when you win the championship, though, it just shows us a little quick slide, kind of anticlimactic, and, the, and it says "champion," and it's like might as well say "a winner is you." <laughs> <laughs> if you remember that old yep. <laughs> that old game, but uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, it's a fun fun game to play, and that that is pretty much like the the prototype for every other racing game that's come out ever since then. That is that features some kind of dirt track racing. Or, uh, or you know, like the World of Outlaws game. This is yeah. almost exactly like this. Do you use a steering wheel or do you use the the regular controller? I use the regular controller. Okay. Until the battery wears out and then I go do something else. Sure. <laughs> Probably take a nap. <laughs> let, let it recharge and wake up and start all yeah, over again? I mean, uh, obviously my battery's running low yeah. too, if that's sure. the case. Uh, yep. So... Yeah, yeah, I've I've never used a steering wheel or or anything like that. I knew a guy once who had, and this isn't a PS4. He had it on his PC. Now this is back in like the late '90s, but he had the you know an actual. He bought an actual race car seat, <laughs> and and it had the pedal and the steering wheel, and had like three monitors so he could see what was in front and on the sides and everything. Yeah, it was a, a pretty sweet setup. I don't know what that was called, but it, again, it was a, a a game for your your desktop computer. And, that, and that's one of the things I'm going to be breaking down. Also, is uh, I'm going to be breaking down more than one game at a time. Sometimes, uh, okay. So uh, coming into this, uh, and that reminds me, uh, you know, I was I was big into the early NASCAR games on PC, uh-huh. like the NASCAR '94, the Shoot. NASCAR Two, which you could. Uh, which had all of the tracks, um, yeah. especially the NASCAR two, which had truck series, um, Bush series at the time, and then uh, and then the Cup series. They had every track that was that they ever raced in mm-hmm. that, at that time. Yeah, and a lot of those tracks are gone uh, yeah. off the face of the earth right now. So it's it was cool to get to race at some of these, like Flemington, which was a square. <laughs> you know, just these weird, quirky race tracks that yeah. are now gone and erased with the mile and a half tracks that they've put in their place. Yep. In the middle of wide open areas that yeah. nobody wants to go to. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, but yeah. and but uh to go to this one, I give it a green flag, obviously, because this one is like I said, the prototype of basically every racing game that's out there now. That is based off of dirt track racing kind of stuff with World of Outlaws, the Tony Stewart game, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the well, the two different Tony Stewart games that he came out with. Um, it's all pretty much the same, uh, and with slight differences, I guess, for copyright rules. I, I sure. bet. And, uh, they use the same code base. 
Okay. <laughs> I can kind of tell that because I know where some of the mistakes are in there. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but it's it's fun. If you like if you like playing racing games, it, it'll work. It's a fun game to play. All right. There you go. There is the breakdown section of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. We have a couple of schedule releases. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Northern Outlaw Sprint Association will be having their 30th anniversary season, and that'll start in May. That'll be uh, May 5th, 12th, and the 19th. They kick it off at the uh, River City Speedway in Grand Forks, North Dakota. In the, 20, uh, the 27th, they go down to I-90 Speedway in Hartford, South Dakota, which I don't think, uh, going back on my memory, I, if they have been down there, it hasn't been very much. Uh, out there in their 30 years at the Hartford uh, down to Hartford, South Dakota, I-90 Speedway. Houston Speedway in Brandon, South Dakota, they made a couple of appearances there last year. That'll be in the 28th and 29th of uh, May. Uh, Houston's another one of those great tracks straight down the road from here. Yeah. A long ways. Yep. But uh, <laughs> then and, we they, moved... and they had some storm damage last summer, did they not? Uh, that... Yes. I believe it was last year. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they barely got the opener out there. I was there after a couple of weeks after – um, that happened, and track is still magnificent. Though mm-hmm. it's one of my one of my top three racetracks that I've gone to in my life, outside of you know the ones that I work at, of course. Yeah. Um, we move on to June. River City Speedway will be on the ninth. Then they go down to Brown County Speedway in Aberdeen, South Dakota, on the thirtieth of June. In July, Buffalo River Speedway in Glendon, Minnesota, gets a shot right there on July first. Then it'll be River City Speedway on the seventh. On the 13th, I-94 EMR Speedway in Fergus Falls, Minnesota. And this is co-sanctioned with the IRA Sprint Cars. That's good. That's a big deal. They used to be a thing back uh, many years ago, I think in the 90s, uh, when uh, they would do like a IRA NOSA you know, battle, head-to-head mm-hmm. kind of thing. That got brought back last year. Um, so it's kind of cool that this tradition is being revived because you get to see some you get to see some good racers from out of the area that are kind of jumping in with this IRA. Uh, sprint cars and going up against our local best out here as well. They'll be uh, doing the same thing on the uh, 14th and 15th at the River City Speedway with the IRA Sprint Cars. Then it'll be uh, River City Speedway again on the 21st. Then we go back down to I-90 Speedway on the 22nd. Then Casino Speedway in Watertown on the 23rd. That's a nice little swing right there. You go from River City Speedway in Grand Forks to Hartford, South Dakota to Watertown on the way back. Mm. (laughs) Then, uh, then they make it out to Dakota Speedway in Mandan, North Dakota, on the 28th and 29th of July. Then that wraps up that part of the year. August, Buffalo River Speedway on the 6th will get them, uh, get them back out there. Then the 18th River City Speedway, Buffalo Wild Wings Blazing Challenge. That's uh, always a big, big race out there for the uh, NOSA Sprint Cars. September uh, the 1st will be River City Speedway co-sanctioned with the Midwest Power Series. Another little head-to-head battle going on out there so that'll be that'll be a cool one and then on the 15th it'll be river city speedway to wrap up their season september 15th then we move on to the northern late model racing association they start in may as well that'll be at the devil's lake speedway on the 13th in Crary, north dakota if you've never been there they have a bar and grill off a of turn number four and it is it's very excellent um, <laughs> and you can sit there and eat a steak and watch a race at the same time it's pretty awesome uh, they go to, uh, on the 27th of May, they go to the Greenbush Race Park in Greenbush, Minnesota. In June, back to the River City Speedway on the 2nd. On the 3rd, I-94 EMR Speedway. On the 10th, back to Greenbush in, 
in Greenbush, Minnesota. Then we go on to the 22nd of June, the Norman County Raceway in Ada, Minnesota. That's the Ada Nationals. The world-famous Ada Nationals. World-famous. During the Norman County Fair, where okay. summer begins and the fun never ends. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I'm, I'm used to giving that live readout? Um, great time up there. Always a great, always fun when the late models are there, too. Uh, I-94 EMR Speedway will be the next night on the 23rd. Devil's Lake Speedway on the 24th after that. And then River City Speedway on the 25th. So that is one heck of a swing right there, 22nd through the 25th. Four straight nights of racing wow. for the NLRA late models. In July, the 14th and 15th will be down at the Brown County Speedway. On July uh, uh, 21st, it'll be the River City Speedway once again. July 22nd, Devil's Lake Speedway. Then back to the Norman County uh, Raceway on the 27th. Then the 28th will be the River City Speedway. 29th will be Greenbush Race Park. Then we go to August 17th and 18th. The Red River Valley Speedway gets a doubleheader, the Howie Schill Memorial. Okay. And that is a wonderful race for a wonderful man that we that is still missed to this day. Uh, a great racer and even better better person. Uh, one of my favorites, especially uh, getting to know the Schill family over the years. Uh, that It still sucks that he's gone, but uh, mm-hmm. we're going to put on a heck of a race for him, and I think he'll be happy about that. Uh, September 2nd and 3rd will be the Greenbush Race Park. They get a doubleheader, and they wrap up their season for the NLRA Late Models on the 7th of September at the River Cities Speedway. All right. That is all that's on our schedule, but we have bonus material for you this week. That's right. We had uh, we had the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix on Sunday, March 19th. That's my uh, oldest son's 18th birthday. Uh, Sergio Perez got the win. Uh, Max Verstappen finished in the second spot, and Fernando Alonso finished in third, rounding out the uh, podium. Verstappen was not happy about that, though. He he didn't want to get second place, um, even though he had the he has the point lead because he had the fastest lap, and he did it on the last lap. It, but uh, yeah, Sergio Perez got the win. It's his teammate, but yeah, Max Verstappen was mad about second. You know, <laughs> did the old. Uh, <laughs> Uh, stroker ace bit screw second. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah, he was not happy. Yeah. I believe his actual words were, "I did not come out here to run second. Wow. And well, he, he probably didn't. I guess you know if you're if you ain't first, you're last. Right. And second, <laughs> second is the first loser. Is that the? <laughs> you know, and you know that's the kind of killer instinct and mentality you need in a champion. Yeah. And that's why he is the current champion. So uh, yeah, that was that was Saudi Arabia out there in the. And I believe they go down to Australia after this. I believe that'll be the next one on there. That'll be Sunday, April second. So yeah, that'll be the next race for the Formula One guys. Okay, all right. That uh, that's it. This uh, checkers and wreckers victory lap. Uh, you can find us at kfgo.com or anywhere you download your podcasts. Let a friend know. Hey, there's this great racing, and make sure you say there's this great racing podcast that you can right. listen to you can listen to get caught up on all the local Fargo Moorhead action along with NASCAR World of Outlaws you heard it here today we've got all sorts of stuff we have uh win, we like to call them winter views interviews with movers and shakers in the racing scene not just here in the FM area but uh, we've gone countrywide so far countrywide we even uh, talked to a guy who made a racing documentary just, That's right. just uh, recently. So we've got all kinds of stuff, 
uh, make sure you let your friends know and make sure if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe to Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. Again, kfgo.com. And don't forget, still Thursday mornings, Corey, 640? I believe this one was the last one. Okay. So it'll be Friday at 640 in the morning on uh, the live show, the, uh, the the mothership show, as we call it. Yeah. <laughs> 640 a.m. on 790 a.m. KFGO every Friday during the uh, the uh, KFGO morning crew. Yep, 790 a.m. or 104.7 FM with the KFGO morning crew, Doug and Dan on KFGO. So for Corey Litton, I'm Ryan Janke. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time for Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lab.